Welcome to the Ryan and Nate's Business Podcast. Come listen to these two blue-collar business guys. Nate, your go-to automotive repairer, and Ryan, your local heating and air contractor, talk about business, how to help you, and hear stories from our local unsung heroes. Community matters to them, and so does a healthy business. Here's Ryan and Nate. Caroline, welcome to the studio. Yeah. So it's been a couple months since we hung out. Yeah. At least two, I think. It yep. looks like beer places. I don't know what the questions are, and I don't read them, so I'm sorry. But he does really good job working them up. I sent you, you questions. Did. And that's yep. not to disrespect him. It's just he's so good at what he does, and I'm so good at what I do. Humbly. I would rather just roll with it. So it's, it's great. It's and yeah, he's flying by the seat, which is great. So all these beer places are shutting down in everywhere. Yeah. Do you know why that is? Guinness is gone. What's the next one? Flying Dog. Flying Dog. Flying Dog and is then Duclaw. Duclaw. What? I didn't know about Duclaw. So Flying Dog and Duclaw were actually acquired. So Flying Dog was acquired by FX Matt. They're located in New York. And I forget the brewery, but the, I think they're based in New Jersey. Acquired Duclaw. And I can't obviously speak for like their breweries because I don't work there or know the ins and outs. But, but there's not like some like weird law thing happening. No. What I know from just the industry is... First off, COVID was not kind, kind. to anyone, yeah. Yeah. but definitely not to those in the food. It's worn and down a lot of companies. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, restaurants, I know a lot of restaurants, especially where I live, have closed. New ones are opening up, but no, it's a struggle. The food and Bev hurt. And fortunately, I think some things are kind of coming back. But yeah, that definitely was the case for the craft beer industry. Beer is down. When you look at the market share for beer mm -hmm. across the states, beer is down. And That's seltzers, RTDs, things like that. Way up. How's your, is it a seltzer line? The cocktails. Cocktails. Cocktails are doing pretty good so far. They just, when did we re-release them? I think it was early May. How long do you let something go and then you say, oh, it's not working and you cut it? Uh, or you say, oh, it is working or how do you do that? We just keep an eye on a few things. If it's a new product, the first year is probably going to be its best year. Okay. Because it's new. It's exciting. People want to try it. Mm. Everyone wants to try what's new. But then it's like that second year, right? It's always easy to get the first person, but mm -hmm. to get that repeat purchase. Yeah, is which we talked one. about in the... Yeah. So we keep an eye on, obviously, our sales. We keep an eye on velocity. So uh -huh. we have data that we can access to see like, okay, this six pack, you know, has been on the shelf. How quickly is it going off I, the shelf? I love that word, velocity. Yeah. Yeah. So we keep an eye <laughs> on business. like... What's the velocity of your business? Velociraptor. Yeah. Anyway. And we word. do that. And then, I don't know, maybe, I don't think there's like a time frame uh -huh. of like okay if it doesn't sell well in year three then like right. we're nixing it it just kind of depends you spend a lot of money to get a product off the ground right yeah it's a i was process. sick as a dog <laughs> by the way i was so <laughs> sick did you um, tell her while we were there no i don't think so oh, we, tried to, to brewery, we tried to you, keep you it from I, well. yeah i didn't do a lot of talking i went back and listened i was like that's probably the least amount of talking i've ever done on a podcast and i'm sitting here watching these samples of beer come and going i know that ryan has just down a half a thing of mucinex oh, no. yes and no breakfast i know ryan didn't have any breakfast so yeah I well was, i couldn't tell so you, yeah. like, you did great you, you did great oh i know i had to soup it up together boy <laughs> I was like, we got to wrap this thing up after we have these samples because I don't know what. I normally don't know what I'm Ryan sure is I'll about sleep. to say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah <laughs> it's part of the knows. fun, but I was like, I really don't know what's going to happen next. The mix of cough syrup and 
alcohol. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's an idea. Right. Yeah. We should alcohol, that. that's, yeah, <laughs> yeah. for sure it's illegal. Yeah. <laughs> but you said beer is down. That's yeah. weird. Yeah. To so me. it's. How did, what's going on? Do you have a sense? I think when you look at, again, with COVID and then just, again, across the country, we're not the only state where restaurants and people oh, right. aren't going out as much, right? I think right. I think we're starting to see that more. And I also think with that and also just the competition with, again, seltzers, there's people, consumer changes. Do you guys changes. have seltzers in the making or no? We have one seltzer that we've been testing. Okay. Um, so it's already out. It, the base of it. And then we can do different flavors of it. So it's at our uh, tap room okay. right now. Come to our tap room cool. for our seltzer. So yeah, we're dabbling in some seltzers. The cool thing about our tap room in that 15 barrel, which I think I showed you guys while you were there, is we can do oh, a yeah. lot of cool test stuff. So we have a few mm-hmm. things How testing. expensive is it? If you're allowed to say that, I don't know. To brew a batch of beer? Mm-hmm. A test batch? I mean, it depends like on the beer. It really depends. There's, you know, beers that have like fruit in them. Mm-hmm. Like back in April we did, it was called Buried Treasure. It was an imperial fruit ale and it had blueberry, strawberry, black currant, and something else. Some puree. Just like go to the grocery store and like buy a bunch of berries? How's that work? No, we'll order them. We have vendors for everything. You have a berry but vendor? Yeah, a berry we have a lot vendor. of vendors. <laughs> a berry vendor. I, I want to believe three it. three times, Nate, berry vendor. <laughs> no, I'm not going to try to do that. But fruit's expensive. <laughs> But, but so I do like want to imagine yeah. someone at your place being like, all right, go to Costco and get some berries. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or like, we've done some stuff with Yeah, orange. who's the intern? What's his name or her name? <laughs> go to Costco. Yeah. Get Sorry. Some but we want some I'm Old Bay in here too because it's Baltimore. Like, right, right, right. Yeah, there's some, you know, we source where we can. Yeah. So sometimes it could be the grocery store, but yeah. Yeah. Stuff like that. That's what I think Hops are expensive and hops are in every single beer. You right. know, obviously IPAs have more hops. So yeah, the cost can kind of vary. When you put something making. out, you know, it's new, it's fresh, it's exciting. A lot of people try it. Do you usually make your money back from the production of trying it and then put it to the marketing team, the design team, and the creative team? Mm-hmm. You know, and all there's a lot of money that probably takes to get a new beer on the shelf. I can't speak more about the money, but the process, what we try to do is with our 15 barrel, we want to test it first because our brewing team likes to, you know, perfect the recipe and we can do that on the 15 barrel. Then we'll put it on tap in our tap room and we just really gauge like the people who come to our tap room. Do they like it? Are we happy with this quality? You know, so that's kind of the first step. And then if it's well received, sometimes we'll take kegs of it to like other events. Mm -hmm. So the Maryland Craft Beer Festival was about a month ago. I took a keg of our BPM, which is our blueberry pomegranate sour, Mm. which was one of our test beers this year. Like it's a hit. People love it. And people Mm -hmm. loved it at that festival. It was the first keg to kick. And we took it to a couple other events too. So it's like, we try to gauge that feedback first before we even really Mm. make a decision like, okay. So festivals and the stuff like that is really important to you guys. Yeah. Can you sell beer at the kiosk in the mall? (laughs) Just an idea. I've never... This guy's an idea guy that just like oozes out of him. I does. It's it gets inappropriate sometimes. Like people are like, (laughs) stop giving me unsolicited advice, and I'm like, ah, sorry. Are you talking about like in the mall, like the little the center thing? Hey man, I'm like thinking, yeah. Okay. What about carnivals? Uh, Do they exist? State fair. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. I missed out on going to the carnival yesterday, and I was really upset because I really wanted to ride the zipper and didn't get to do it. Where was the carnival? I don't know. I think it was in Annapolis. Oh, okay. You're getting on me about mountain biking. I think that's like the one of the most risky things you can do is get on one of those rides at a carnival that's never serviced that travels the country. I think it's way more dangerous than what I do. You're probably right. (laughs) 
I haven't been on the zipper in a long time, and a long time ago I didn't weigh this much, so <laughs> I thought about it in my head. I was like, I can just see. Do you know what the zipper is? I mean, is it the thing that goes kind of just I know in a what circle? a zipper is. <laughs> it goes this way, and then you're in a cart that goes this way. Yeah. Oh, gosh. That just sounds okay. And you want to add beer to this? Like, where you are we going? You throw up on it regardless, so who cares if you have beer? <laughs> but it's nothing stopping you for, like, you know, like a bathroom lock latch? Right. Like the ones we have in our bathroom, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a little bit thicker than like a bedroom door latch. That's what's keeping you safe. That's the only thing keeping you from, you know. Yeah, that sounds mm. very catapulting safe. thirty feet into like some seventh grader's ice cream. <laughs> okay, all right. Yeah, it just hit me. I have a story to tie all this together with heavy seas and pirates. This okay. is going to be amazing. It was what my favorite things to do at amusement park is to get on the pirate ship ride. Oh ah, yeah, okay? I like that right. one. Just but go this, back and but forth. But my yeah. special favorite thing to do. The special favorite thing. Special favorite thing to do is I would lock eyes with someone across. <laughs> just find some random person across from the pirate ship, and then I would just make this face like I was going to blow oh, chunks. dude, you should have just stared oh at it. While That's... I was at the top, right? And just lock, and you see it, like they would acknowledge that I'm looking yeah. at them, and then all of a sudden their face would be going, no. Yeah, because you know no. that has happened. Oh, it's definitely happened. <laughs> that is just I my own little thing that I love carnival, to do. And I was trying to impress a girl, and I could not hit the thing or whatever. And I said, hey, man, I'll give you 20 bucks. Just give me the biggest teddy bear you got. Deal. There Here's twenty bucks. Because <laughs> otherwise, it would have cost spent. you at least fifty. Yeah, I was, yeah, it would. Yeah. I was already balls deep in <laughs> my unathleticism. <laughs> okay, so you can see what it is. I love it. It, it hasn't changed since it. two months. Yeah, so just, yeah. But this is on. This is not. This is not Mucinex. Ryan, this is not. I can get through this. I can get through this. Oh, there's beer. I can get through I, I think this. Awesome. We're we're like 15 minutes in this. I don't even think we've like mentioned the fact that this is Caroline Session, <laughs> <laughs> the daughter of Hugh Session Sison. I Sison. I said yeah. it the wrong way. Even. I thought you, when you said Session. Yeah, I yeah. thought you meant this was the podcast. I thought that was an interesting way yeah. to say it. Heavy seas was... brewery. This is what we're talking about. Is there a Sison brew? Is it what? Is that German? No. What is Sisson? We're a mix of things. Oh, Sisson English? English, Welsh, maybe yep. a little French. Yep. I should really do one of those. Like, all, all the good alcohol lineage. I don't trust them, you know? I'm just curious. It's I want like, I would like to spit in a thing, I would right? like to do it and then get something back. Like, yeah. I need I you know. to take my blood. It's the only way I'm trusting it. <laughs> and then it's like, how do you know, based off my DNA, you know, do you have spit of a Native American? <laughs> Like, That's what I mean. I want to hear if there's something in, like, I, I don't know, I'm Australian, part Australian. Right. There's something yeah, where I, I yeah. had no idea. That'd be kind of cool yeah, to like, find oh, out. There's some Dundee in there. Something. <laughs> but Sisson, I think, Sisson. is like English. I even pronounced it wrong. This oh, is great. Good. This is great. Do you know if, um, is a Sycamore, Sagamore, yep. Rye? Sagamore. Mm-hmm. Sagamore. Are they going anywhere? I don't know. I don't think so. I haven't heard anything. Yeah, I was just wondering. Heavy Seas, by my count, is number one in Baltimore now, or Maryland now. I think by default we can say that now. Yes. Woo-hoo! Yeah. yeah. We're the largest. Does uh, one of these buttons yeah. say woohoo? Ding, ding, ding. You just did it. You just did it, dude. <laughs> I don't probably even know what you're doing. the board. Yeah, you probably shouldn't have touched the board. I'll stop touching things. Last time I touched something, we lost an entire podcast. <laughs> that's what he was saying. Just keep talking. You're good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's going to make sure. So that's cool. Yeah. Number one by default. I'll take it. Yeah. It's, so it's better than getting a trophy for nothing. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, going back to your initial question, it's kind of weird. I mean, especially because those announcements sort of came mm-hmm. back to back to back. So, You're you like, know, are we missing something here? Yeah, <laughs> but we just, we can just focus on what we're doing. Right. And we know 
Yeah, it's a challenging time right now for beer. I'm like optimistic. I know we have some pretty exciting, cool things in the works. Mm -hmm. And the fact that we can now say that we are Maryland's largest brewery. I mean, that's a huge opportunity that we plan to capitalize on. So, yeah. Yeah, I I think I noticed your guys' logo a lot more just going through and like, oh, there's overseas just like on a lot of liquor stores. It's just fun and cool to see. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's exciting right now. So, and I've only been back at the brewery since February. So, I was out of it with the whole COVID thing, right? Mm -hmm, I wasn't even a part of it. So, coming back and we're really strategic right now with every choice that we make because we need to make sure it's the right one that's going to get us back Mm -hmm. to growth i don't know maybe it's because i'm back it's new blood we're not really new blood but you know i'm optimistic so and that's what you need because you know covid definitely took a lot of people down because so many people had to put so much more effort in Mm -hmm. to just maintain what they had going on that at least i'm speaking from experience at that point yeah like, sure i have employees that the ones who really tried to make covid not exist to everyone else internally and externally are the ones who are now just completely worn out yeah and then we are getting more new blood in and stuff like that and that's fun and, and exciting to see but it's interesting to see that cycle happen yeah. And how can you navigate those tensions and things like that is, is definitely mm-hmm. something I'm going through. Yeah. Also, I think we live and breathe small business. Mm-hmm. So, and we love it. In every industry, there's just this constant, the downward slope, the easy road is to just get acquired by bigger companies. Mm-hmm. And there's this constant temptation to do that. It doesn't mean that if someone did that, it would be a like a sellout or a bad thing. Right. But just it seems like that in the brewery field, there's just... Like it's when happening. we were talking to you guys yeah. before, it's just like acknowledging you guys have been around from the beginning. Your dad was doing this stuff when it wasn't cool. Right. And then all of a sudden, everyone else got on board and it became cool. And now the big boys are acquiring the medium and the little guys mm-hmm. because it's profitable. And Although so, some are actually now selling back the rights and the brands. Okay. Yeah. To I the did breweries. not know that. I'm forgetting the distributor. But yeah. So again, it just kind of shows yeah. you like how. A lot of times that's what PI will do. They'll yeah. come in, they'll buy it, they'll try to fix their things, make their money back. And mm-hmm. then in the process, they're just like destroying everything because they're like, they're like we got to give it back. Oh, here's the problem right here. Everyone needs to work harder and then they press the button to work harder and then everyone leaves and then you're like all right well the only way to fix it is to hire the owner back and get everyone back on board and get everything you know what i mean right yeah apple yeah exactly exactly (laughs) thank you yes they're not small business though but (laughs) no but it's the same thing i mean that's what happens that's exactly what happens Mm -hmm. but yeah to your point the whole yeah ab miller large corporations coming in and yeah, sweeping up independently owned craft breweries definitely was happening for a while. I think it's slowing down a bit right, right now. But how's the yeah. taproom doing since the remodel stuff? Good. We wrapped up construction probably in March. There's still a lot of like decoration stuff to be done. We've mm-hmm. been doing it in really small chunks. So I can't remember when you guys came if the bottle cap had been installed yet on the cold box. Was that there? Is it red? No, black. Okay, then no. So Mm. there's some more branding in there. Yeah, it's just, it's a lot of money. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Trust me. Renovate and... and, You heard my ads on the radio? Oh my gosh, yeah, yeah. No, It's expensive. So we're kind of doing it in phases, but we've done a lot of, I think, really cool events. And we always have new beers releasing off of, again, our 15 barrel. So 
let's say like at least every two weeks there's probably a new a release if you will yeah so we're definitely like bringing in traffic which is great but i just am so excited for the day when it's like fully furnished fully decorated just a really cool space to come and hang out in because you still have the cannons we still have the cannons. <laughs> did my dad tell you guys the story about oh, the cannons? Okay. Oh, he I, pro- I think that was the first thing he did. Come look at the cannons. <laughs> and then since then, I was watching a documentary about pirates. I think it's on Netflix. Yeah. That's what Nate does. I'm just trying to stay up on I, things. I, it has I, nothing I, to do with this. It was just like, pirates, cool. popped up on Amazon. Anyway, go with your I don't want to admit that that was a movie that I showed you. <laughs> anyway, pirates documentary and then i was learning about like off the coast of florida one of like the biggest like a whole fleet of spanish ships were Mm -hmm. were sunk off the coast of florida in like i don't know 18 something yeah anyway they were pulling and they didn't retrieve all the treasure that was in the ships so it's like part of pirate lore pirates going to pull it up off the bottom of the ocean and i'm thinking well there was probably some i was like what if those cannons that your dad has at the brewery came from that yeah i don't know that's what i want to believe because it was off the (laughs) coast of florida right (laughs) it was somewhere in the caribbean it was probably i think jamaica that's off the coast of florida yeah Yeah, technically true true. technically what are christopher columbus's three boats names dude this guy just pops off the nina (laughs) the pinta and Santa, Santa Maria. Maria. Yeah. 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 Is there a joke in there? I feel like there's a joke in there somewhere. Well, have you ever watched Step Brothers? I have not seen Step Brothers. What? <laughs> <laughs> All these stupid movies you've made me. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I'm sorry. We this have another. Your podcast, Caroline. <laughs> we'll do a whole should, podcast just on films. <laughs> oh, my gosh. My wife and I were probably having kids around that time, so like, there's a whole group of, there's a whole years that I missed of good movies. Really? Yeah. Is this why? You should, anyway, <laughs> Nate is a wonderful mentor. <laughs> Respect this, this guy <laughs> this to the nines, <laughs> and he looked to be an upstanding guy in our community. And then I started telling my wife and showing my wife the movies he's showing me. Yeah. And every time she's like, my opinion of Nate gets less and less and less. Because <laughs> oh, she hated the Bullet Train movie. Bullet Train. Oh, I didn't see that. Great, Is that the Brad Pitt great one? Great movie. Yeah. yeah. I didn't see great that one. And I'll stand behind that one. But I did show you Idiocracy. didn't work out too well either. Yeah, it's not funny. It's not funny since the political decisions that our country it's has made. It's scary to watch then. that movie because it's kind of relevant at this point. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's not funny anymore. The president of the United States was, is a WWE wrestler in that movie. Oh, gosh. And they run out of food <laughs> because they think Gatorade's so great. And they just water the food with Gatorade and then it doesn't grow. Anyway, it's a stupid movie. It's very stupid. Back to Caroline's podcast. <laughs> <laughs> this is great. How are you feeling? We asked your dad what are the next steps with heavy season yeah and he alluded to it didn't seem like he went sell to a big one yeah that he said he'd sell to a small one i don't know what that looks like i don't know if there's like small private equities or whatever but how do you feel about that at the end of the day i would love to see heavy seas just continue and continue Mm -hmm. for generations maybe i'll Mm -hmm. have kids one day Mm -hmm. they want to join the family business i mean that would be pretty cool but I would love to see that. Like, mm-hmm. Heavy Seas remain true to its roots. I think my dad and I, like, share that. Because, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. you know, at the end of the day, it's his company. It was his idea and his vision, and he started it. So yeah. he wants to see it continue. Mm-hmm. I want to see it continue. As of now, no plans of selling. We like that we're the local largest craft beer in Maryland. Yeah. I think just being realistic as a business person, I'm going to make assumptions that if an offer came our mm-hmm. way... 
he would be foolish not to at least review yeah, it, it, maybe consider it. But when he started Heavy Seas, like he, he's got investors, you know, mm-hmm. and stakeholders that are involved in this company. Yeah, and and, and he that. really feels like he's got a fiduciary responsibility to mm-hmm. take care of them. So he's almost 70 years old and he works yeah, harder, m- more hours than some people half of his age. So I know he's looking to try and figure out what his exit strategy, his retirement plans are. But yeah, I don't think selling is what we want. Hmm. By any means. Yeah, what you just described earlier about like you're having experimental batches and being able to test them at festivals and test them in the tap room. Like, I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but I just can't imagine. Like, part of your ability to stay on the edge and be Mm -hmm. rebellious, like, that's part of the pirate way. Yeah. It has to be part of staying local and being not, you probably can't pivot as fast when you're part of a bigger company. Yeah. I I don't know. I, I think it'd be really cool if you guys were able to stay. And I think to what you just said is really interesting and something that I think a lot of breweries experience is trends, right? You know, mm-hmm. sours were super popular a couple years ago. Yep. I mean, they're still popular now, but like three years ago, five years ago, it was like, oh my gosh, sours. Like everywhere you went, there's just sours on the shelves. Right now, hazy IPAs are really popular. It's really interesting because there's like the spectrum of beer drinkers. There's, you know, craft beer drinkers who, the higher the ABV, the better. And then more recently, this emerging trend, or maybe it's not just a trend, maybe it's going to last for a while, this non-alcoholic movement, right? There's okay. so yeah, many. Mocktails. Yeah, there's athletic brewing, if you've heard of them. Okay. They huh. exclusively make NA beers. That has kind of taken off too. So we actually don't have the equipment like physically at mm-hmm. our location to be able to make non-alcoholics. So, you know, it's just really interesting. There's people who don't want alcohol in their beer, and then there's people who are the higher the better, right? Complete right. opposite. But it's, you know, there's trends, right? So, again, I don't think people realize how much time it takes to come up with a new product, especially if you want to can it or package it. Right. Because cans, for example, there's different ways you can can a beer. There's painted cans, which are literally like you pick it up. Think of like Coke or Pepsi where it's literally... Mm-hmm. A painted can. Then there's canning like PSLs, which is a label that basically gets pressure sensorized uh, around sort of an aluminum can. PSLs. So if you wanted to get a painted can, that's a five month lead time to order the cans. So if we wanted to produce something and release it next January, I need to order the cans now. Yeah. By the time my cans arrive, that trend could be Duh. gone. Right. So it's just really interesting how. That's expensive gut decisions that you have to make. Totally. So totally. what does your gut say about the non-alcoholic? I Is it a trend or is it a thing it's that's going to stay? It's a trend in my opinion. So I think it's going to I think it's going to be here for a while. <laughs> I actually personally have been at a lot of events lately where people come up to our tent and say, mm-hmm. do you have anything non-alcoholic? And we don't. So, you know, in those situations, kind of... Do you laugh at them and tell them to go water? to the next no, table? No. <laughs> but that's yeah, something, you know, we're, we're working on a few different projects right now or testing a few things. Seltzers, I mentioned, obviously our crafted cocktails are pretty new. You know, hop water is kind of a thing now, too. What's yeah. that? It's water that has, like, hop oil infused in it. Okay. So it tastes like hops. I know Union craft huh. beer has a hop water. Yeah, it's like again another. Option. Is it like a little bit like a Lacroix? Like has a little bit of flavor in it. Kind of. Is it kind of like that? that? Yeah, like a hint of hop flavoring in your water. So it tastes like, it's like lemon <clears throat> water, but for alcoholics. Like you had a bathtub full of water and you put one hop in it. Oh, I have no and idea. And then it's about like that much flavor of hop. Yeah, just a hint, like a just hint a of hint. hops. 
yeah. in your water. I think we can make that at our brewery. So like that could be an option. Yeah. So it's like just we're trying to diversify. Like what yeah. are our offerings that really can appease anyone? Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's interesting. It's good that you're asking those kind of questions because I think that transcends all business. It's mm-hmm. like when are you like following trends? And when are you like? Yeah, you at really what point, have to assess it. Yeah. At what point are you just following things around? Mm-hmm. Uh, when are you setting like as an artist? Because there's an art to making beer. Yeah. And so when it, as an artist you're saying, no, this is what we're going to do. Yeah. And if you don't like it, then there's other people doing other things. And then when are you missing out on a market that's yep. about to happen? It's like it's all really really good questions, and a lot of it has to do with gut decisions. Yeah. And we've actually been I don't know if criticized is the right word, but you know we are an older brewery especially in this state there's Mm. a lot of you know younger breweries that are out there so there have been times where we've put out a beer and we're late to the game right like so many other breweries have put out a sour before we did right so we Mm. were late to the game and we kind of just try to matter you think or we don't let it bother us i definitely don't think it bothers us because we will when we do put out something be good it's gonna be really good I like to tell people it's not that we're late to the game. We're just taking our time yeah. to make sure it's perfect. <laughs> For you know, it's just right. I think that's For appro- it's just right. <laughs> I think that's appreciated. You know, I come from the automotive realm, and I've noticed that about certain companies. Toyota stands out to me. They're ones that are late to the game, but they mm-hmm. typically do it right. Right. Yeah. And, and so true. there's a, just a ton of people that jump on board of a new technology and yeah. then you find all the recalls that happen all the engineering like yep. once it gets out into the world a couple years in a couple tens of thousands of miles into the life of the vehicle then there's like problems like things I didn't yeah. anticipate and then Toyota's always like lagging behind and then when they do it it's like better yeah yeah and it's appreciated and it goes it's a long game of like their reputation yeah long game i appreciate that analogy because i think it kind of was going back to what i was saying is we're comfortable with taking our time because we want to do it just right because mm-hmm. we're looking for that first yep. beer no we want that second that third that fourth that's right. the sixth yeah. seventh beer so it's gotta, so be we gotta make sure it's good yeah. yeah yeah that's really really good and all this stuff takes time and people yeah. So much time. Yeah. People. That was fascinating. Just talking to you guys about also like the brewers that you guys have. It's yeah. Not, and they're like guys from Catonsville. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. It's got to be people that have, there's a voice to it, like mm-hmm. an artist. Right. And it's not just someone that can teach a task to and, and pull them off the street. Oh, totally. You got to like, I see, think that's another thing out. that people, unless you're somewhat familiar with beer, there is chemistry, there is art and creativity. Mm-hmm. Like there's science all behind brewing beer. Well, have you ever had a batch of, beer go bad like a lot like when we're (laughs) like start cursing at you so morally (laughs) we've experienced quality issues when we're brewing yeah yeah because i mean that's the thing too so beer has four main ingredients right water hops malt and yeast yeast is a microbiorganism is that the right sure we'll go with that yeah Yeah. (laughs) say it with confidence organism i think where's my brewmaster when i need him yeah like it's a living cell thing right. and, and something can go wrong something can go wrong the yeast's job is to eat the sugar from mm-hmm. the malt and convert it into co2 and alcohol but no like again think about like cooking right like there's a science and, and exact measurements wrong. with cooking and you yeah. add too much of baking powder baking soda or whatever into it and your whole batch of cookies or bread is messed up so i mean it's kind of a same thing similar concept of yeah. you know things can go wrong yeah with the quality How often does that happen not often we're pretty 
So Which, I mean, <laughs> you, you, they couldn't be <laughs> successful as they are yeah. if, if yeah. they had massive amounts of. And where then, does it go? Does it, it, I imagine it doesn't go in the Patapsco River if something bad happens. Oh, <laughs> I do not know the answer. To that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll cut that part out. <laughs> I tried brewing twice because I thought, oh, I can make really good beer, and I, in my mind, I was like. I'm Mr. DIY. The guy makes fun of me all the time for it. Like every other DIY project, I'll save money if right. I brew myself. One, no, you don't save any money when you <laughs> brew yourself. And Did then you put two, like if you make one mistake, it's yep. all mess. Yeah. Did you put your messed up beer in the Patapsco, Nate? <laughs> when you were mountain biking? You just sat in your backpack and said, went, you know what? Yep. Here we go, Mother Nature. Yep, yep. No, actually what I did with my bad batch of beer was uh-huh. I just fed it to my friends when <laughs> okay. they came over. Hey, man, try, yeah, this, try this beer right. that I made, right? And they're yeah, like, they yeah, Nate, it tastes and... great. Wow. I think the other thing that's really important for us rooted in our values is, again, quality. We've talked about that a little bit. I mean, we have a lab on site at our brewery. I don't know if we toured and showed you guys that i think that was a secret lab we didn't show we didn't us show that you the secret lab how dare <laughs> us but yeah i mean we are actually in the process of looking and trying to rehire a new quality manager but like yeah we have a dedicated you hear that, Gil? <laughs> we have a lab dedicated does he go around with a spoon and just go like do a little sip thing he's like looking under a microscope cool. i mean yeah it's a whole thing of just making sure that, that the chemistry um, of everything is find just that right a, yeah yeah how do you find that on a resume I mean, that you doesn't sound like, like a an chemist indeed, degree. Indeed, yeah, uh, thing. yeah, it's challenging. Definitely requires a specific skill set. The good thing about this industry, because I will say, I generally think this is a pretty friendly industry. Of course, everyone, we're all HVAC's like fifty-fifty. Like some <laughs> of us are like super friendly, and others are like, if I see you in the part house, dog, we're <laughs> down. <laughs> well, you guys, I mean, it's regular to have like collaborations yeah, with other yeah. breweries. Yeah, we have actually a yeah. collab planned for end of July or early August with a brewery in Rhode Island. So yeah, I mean, but we've done other collabs. We've done collabs with other local breweries. We just yeah. did an event in our tap room this past weekend called Hop which was kind of like a play on the Food Network show Chopped. Okay. So it was us, Guinness, Key Brewing, and Crooked Crab. And the four breweries, we all had the same four mystery ingredients, right? And then we each brewed our own batch of beer using those ingredients, and then we released them this past weekend. So, yeah, I mean, there's like— Does that happen in the tap room? We did it in our tap room, yeah. We released it in our tap room. Whose was your favorite? I was moving this weekend. <laughs> ah, did Which you is the best time to bring a bunch of hey, beer to you friends. Seen that, you seen that video where the guy's like, hey, you know, there was a drug deal that happened three doors down from you. And he's like, oh, is that camera one? He's like, I, I, I didn't see nothing. Matter of fact, I'm blind in my left eye and 43% blind in this side. Right. <laughs> no, I didn't get to same. try them all, unfortunately. I tried ours, but no, I, I missed all the events because I was moving. But we do a lot of like collabs so yeah it is a generally like friendly industry in the sense of like i think we can all appreciate each other's craft yeah right like if i get served a really really good ipa from another brewery like i'm gonna say this is a really good beer we all are still in business but yeah it's a pretty friendly do you think guinness is selling their version at their place and are you selling your version at your place? Our, of our hopped beers you're talking about? Mm. So mm, how we hops. organized it was each brewery had like their own release party. So Guinness's was on Wednesday of last week. Crooked Crabs was Thursday. Keys was Friday's. So ours was Saturday. But you could try all of them. Okay. At at least Crooked Crab and Keys and ours. And then mm-hmm. you could vote for your favorite. So we had like a little voting survey mm. available for Did people. Did you say to, whose was whose? What do you mean? 
Like on this. When you voted, it was like beer one, two, three. Beer we one had the is, names. Yeah, okay. we had the breweries and them. I didn't know like people how could, People could literally buy a flight, so you could try a little sample of each of the four. Mm-hmm. Cool. Very cool. To taste and pick your favorite. I love the tap room. I haven't been back over there since we recorded. Come back. But I think I'm going Friday. I think I'm going with a friend for nice. happy hour on Friday. Cool. So. Thanks for the invite, buddy. Not this friend. <laughs> <laughs> I'll show up. But it's a community place, I, and I love that about it. It's a community place. It's a place to hang out. Yeah, now we're talking yeah. about it so much. I'm like, um, what are you doing later? <laughs> yeah, let's go be a heavy seas. What time do you guys open on Wednesday? Three. Three o'clock, huh? Wednesdays we through Fridays, three to ten. Saturdays 12 to 10, Sundays 12 to 8. And we may be exploring opening up for a sixth day, too. Mm-hmm. We're trying to figure that out. I think we do a pretty good job of, again, having events or releases or just we've made it a space where the community can come. And So you guys are only open five days a week? Right now. Okay, mm-hmm. and you're thinking about six? Possibly. Would it ever go to seven? It might. I, I have say. a ton of ideas for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to know them because it's just a little ridiculous. But I let him know. Yeah, yeah. But I'm an ideas guy. That's all I do. Okay. Yeah, they're constantly coming. If He's, you yeah, shoot I'll... me an idea and we end up doing it, I will give credit where credit is due. Uh, okay. <laughs> yes. Let's do it. Well, my ideas are expensive. <laughs> Enough. My ideas so, are not going out of my bank account. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes no, I like ideas can also spark other ideas, you know? Yep. So. And have an idea pool. One thing I love about working with Ryan is that he doesn't always know the steps that it's going to take to execute his idea. <laughs> That's never like his first thought. Sometimes my first thought is like, oh, we well, can't do that because of this, this, and this. Mm-hmm. He starts with the big idea, and then it's like, well, maybe you end up determining that it's not worth doing, or mm-hmm. it's too many steps, or it's too much money. But at least the idea is on the table. So yeah. yeah, I looked into buying another HVAC company, and they're called Cozy Heating Cooling. And I was like, oh, instead of doing Baby Bear, we can do Cozy Bear. Mm. And everyone was like, I hate that idea. And I was like, all right, well, thank you. I literally bought the domain name. I was ready to go. You were ready to go. <laughs> and then we had a meeting, and everyone told me it sucked. And I was like, all right, well, I spent $11 for nothing. <laughs> so it was eleven ninety nine for two waste. domains. That could have been two beers, yeah. a beer and a half. I don't know. Yeah. So Depending on which beer you got. I have ideas. They flop. It's okay. Yeah. It's okay. Us too. I mean, I think that's everyone. But it's good to have ideas. Yeah. I wanted to pivot just a little bit before we finish. Yeah. Okay. Because I didn't ask you any of the questions that I sent you. (laughs) We just kind of have been just talking. This has been great. great. But just from like the family business aspect, like you grew up in this thing. Your dad, I I feel like we got into a little bit in our conversation with your dad, Mm -hmm. but I just, what was it like growing up? Heavy seas. Were you oblivious to what your dad was doing or just being a kid? That's interesting. So when Clipper City, which is the name of our company, and Mm -hmm. it still is the name of our company, but our brand is Heavy Seas Beer. So that's our flagship brand. He started Clipper City slash Heavy Seas in 1995, and I was five years old. So like most of my childhood, like early childhood, I had no idea. I just knew dad was going to work and coming home at the end of the month. Making drinks that I'm not allowed to drink. (laughs) Right, right. So, you know, those are memories that are blurred. But yeah, I just, I think once I got into high school, you know, it was like, oh, my dad works and has a brewery. Like, that's kind of cool. But I was under 21. So again, it still wasn't really clicking of like, this is actually really cool. Did friends hit you uh, up? And as like, the daughter hey. of <laughs> the largest brand, did you, <laughs> you know what my question is, did you, was he like, yeah, you can have a beer at 16 or anything? Or is he religious at 21? No, he was actually 
like this is his business too. So like mm-hmm. it's really important that we're not, you know, mm-hmm. sir. Yeah, yeah. So he was drinking twenty one because my wife's family they're really great people, yeah. all of them. And she was able to have like a twisted tea or something mm-hmm. like sixteen. No, I, not when I was in high school. Once I got to college and I turned twenty one, definitely my junior and senior of college. I remember. Because, you know, I was 21, my friends were turning 21, and it was like, your dad has a brewery? You've never brought us any, like, beer? (laughs) And that's, I think, the moment, like, my early, early 20s where it kind of clicked of, like, okay, this is kind of cool. Plus... Yeah, you know, it's college. Like, yeah, right. you roll yeah. up with just like yeah. stereo-sized packs <laughs> right. of heavy seas, and everyone's like, "She's the best thing ever." And like, I think, I awesome. think it was like Christmas break or something. I remember after break, and I was returning to school like for that semester. I did bring some beer, mm. and because also in college, you're what you're drinking the cheapest whatever you can afford. So. This is like blows the, the this. The other beer the stuff known we were, in Maryland that will remain unnamed. The <laughs> cheap stuff that you buy in 24 packs. Right, right. And I went to school in Pennsylvania. So, I mean, like Yingling was there. There yeah, was actually Yingling. a bar down the street yeah. from my school. It was, uh, I think, Monday night's Dollar Yinglings. And, like, we would go there for Dollar Yingling. So, like, I was bringing this, like, high-quality craft beer. And, again, I graduated in 2012. So, like, the craft beer movement it is coming. Kinda, it's, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. coming. So, so it was it was definitely, like, I think at that point where I really discovered like okay this is pretty cool yeah and then i graduated and i feel like i was like every other kid graduating school of like what am i doing with my life like what is adulthood i have no idea Mm -hmm. (laughs) and i was a business marketing major i was very blessed that my dad gave me a job which i interviewed and stuff for but i was Mm -hmm. basically like our marketing assistant and so I started at Heavy Season 2012. At that point, I had no idea if like if I was going to stay there. I just again had just graduated, so I needed and wanted a job. And then I was at Heavy Seas from 2012 to 2019 within our marketing department this whole time. But for the majority of it, I was really like spearheading our events. So we have gone through a lot of renovations over our facility over the last couple decades. And there was a time where like we didn't have that bottling line or that canning line. So we actually had more floor space and we used to do like big festivals at our brewery. We had like an oyster fest and a a crab fest one time, a taco fest. Like most of them were food and beer pairing events, but like all you can sample, all you can eat, and we would get like a thousand to twelve hundred people for each of those events. So I was like in charge of overseeing them, planning them, executing them, working them. And then, yeah, just in 2019, so right before COVID, I'd been there for a while and kind of still like in my early to mid 20s of like, okay, I've been doing this for a while, but again, is this really what I want to be doing? I have no idea because mm-hmm. this is all I've known. And that's when I kind of made a decision to feel like I should go get experience elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's and, value in that, for yeah. sure. And dad was very supportive. So I went and I worked at an advertising agency for about four years. It was probably my last year while I was there. So in 2022 of kind of getting that itch of like, I'm ready for another change. Like I want something more. And I just started thinking back and having conversations with my dad about heavy seas. And I was really pretty amped up about coming back because I thought that the experience that I had just gained at my marketing agency would translate really well into what we need at the brewery. So, so yeah, I'm back and it's been a lot of fun. 
but you know things have obviously changed in four years so the first like couple months has been like okay what the hell what are we making now like i know right. we still make loose cannon but like what else yeah, are we right, making right. we have cocktails now what <laughs> really just kind of trying to wrap my head around all it of takes it. a while to get out it does it does even for a, a brand that i've known for so long that's really mm-hmm. been part of my life for so long i mean any new job or new role there's that adjustment you know period. yeah yeah Nate wants to, you know, it's going to pass down from his dad to Nate, and then Nate's going to pass down from him to at least one of his boys, right? Yep. But for me personally, like, mm-hmm. I've built a small empire. It's it's good. It's a great thing going on, and I want to make it a large empire, mm-hmm. but I don't think I ever want my kids involved. And for me, the reason why is because I'm always having to think about what has to get done, what has to be done, and what has not gotten done. Mm-hmm. And there's never an off switch. And that quality of life, I think I have the ability to make a lot of money, but I think I'd rather try really hard while the kids are young than stop and just either sell it and go or be in a position where I don't ever really have to be there. Right. My kid really wanted to do it, I guess. But I'd rather see him do something else. And my dad told me the exact same thing. Yeah. When I was a kid, my dad said, what do you want to do when you grow up? I was eight. I said, I want to do what you do. And he said, no, you don't. (laughs) It didn't take much convincing. I don't know why. But then he said, you want to pick a trade, heating and air, electrical, or plumbing. Mm -hmm. And I said, which one makes the most money? And he said, HVAC. I said, that's the one I'll do. Because to me, they're all the same. Surprise, surprise. Yeah. Surprise, surprise. Yeah, the surprise is you don't make any damn money when you're in business for yourself. But it's just such a struggle. It's interesting because you can relate to with working for a family business. Yeah. I get that question all the time. It's like, what's it? But it's also really cool in some yeah, ways. Yeah, I would agree. It definitely it's has its challenge. challenging moments, but very rewarding. I'm more grateful now and have more of a sense of pride now than I did when I was at Heavy Seas prior. I have more experience now. Like, there's a whole lot of reasons for why this is different than there before. I think, fortunately, I had similar conversations with my dad after college and growing up of like, okay, Caroline, what do you want to do? And I don't know. And there were moments throughout, you know, the last decade of him asking me, like, what do you want to do? He was very supportive when I made the decision to leave the first time because he would always tell me, like, if you would have come to me and said you wanted to stay, I would have told you you still need to go somewhere else because it is important to get other experience mm-hmm. because, you know, mm-hmm. when you work for one place, and this is not discrediting anyone who that's what they've done or that's their choice, my personal opinion is if I would have stayed and not had gone and just taken a different break for a couple of years and got out of the industry, I mean, I would have had tunnel vision. The best coach on the football field is the fans. Right. Because the coach is right there in front, and he <laughs> right. can't—he has tunnel vision. Right. And everyone's like, "Why is he making these moves?" Well, he's right there, and that's the only thing. You're he saying does. that because yeah. you're the guy that yells at the TV during the football game, <clears throat> hey, <man>. and you <laughs> think you're so much smarter. No, I'm not going to get down that rabbit hole. <laughs> <laughs> we got to wrap this up. Yes, I'll say you used the word choice. Mm-hmm. I think it's really good. I think kids either taking over family business or kids just falling into the trade or the business that they're parents came from was the default like years and years and years ago 100 years ago is pretty much just a default thing you did now we have a choice and i think it's really really good to give your kids a choice 
Agreed. and having good conversations. So I'm really glad your dad did that where he held his hands open, didn't say, hey, Caroline, you have to do this or you can't do that. Mm-hmm. And that he's been supportive. So I think it's really cool. Yeah, so, thank you. Thanks so much for being here with thank us today. Thank you. Yeah. Always a pleasure with yeah, you guys. Yeah, um, <laughs> I have no idea how we're going to edit this thing. <laughs> Maybe we won't. We'll just throw it out there. We love having guests that we get along with really, really well and have a lot of fun with. So that's the it's goal. It's always Business fun. and fun. Definitely. Put it together. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. All right. Awesome. Awesome.